I spend all day thinking about how I'm going to do the wee woo wee woo, and I did not think about it at all today. And so that was really impromptu. That what you heard just now was really just me diving into the deep end. It felt really free. I'm off the deep end. Watch as I dive in. I never What do you do that? Do that? Do that? Do that? Do that to me? One and my... welcome to Urgent Care. <gasps> Did your? Oh my God. My um Zoom? <laughs> my Zoom just had like a thing of like playing audio, like playing music or something. It, was, it, it recognized <laughs> us as music. <laughs> wow. What an honor to be recognized as music. But honestly shocking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just us screaming. Um, we are famed music duo Urgent Care. Um <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Um, I am Joel Kim award-winning Booster. Award-winning podcast. Award-winning podcast. Award-winning podcast. I'm Joel Kim Booster. And who is that girl I see? Meet Hari. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mitra. Um Hi, Joel. We are an advice podcast, which means we take your uh, calls and emails and we give advice. And that is as simple as it, as it can be. That's yeah. as simple as I could explain it. I can't be any more simple. <laughs> it can't be any more simple. Um, Joel, how are yeah. you? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, yeah. And that is as best as I can do. You know, in these times, okay is it. Um, I have volunteer, I've been volunteering, like I said last time, um, at some vax clinics and sites. And it's been very fun. I like talking to old people. Um, I don't know if I, I kind of wonder how the experience of volunteering will change once they open it up to tiers of young people too, because it's just been a blast to like, um, yesterday I got the job of watching people in, in, uh, observation. So like after they got the shot, People, you know, have to wait 15 minutes and we get to watch them. And so I just basically my job was literally just to babysit and like chat all day. And it was a lot of fun. I will oh. say the the speed with which an old person, the speed and ease with which an old person will tell you about their friend who died recently is <gasps> shocking. It's really staggering. I have wow. to say one woman, I was chatting with her, having a totally normal conversation. And she was like. Um, what are the side effects of the vaccine? And I sort of listed off the side of the known side effects of the vaccine. And she's like, man, well, my friend got the, the her second dose two weeks ago. And three days later, they found her dead. <laughs> so I was like, well, I don't think that's an, uh, a side effect. I think we can safely say. And then she really told me everything about the possible reasons why this woman could die. And it was and she said it. She was she didn't even sound sad. She just sounded, it's so matter of fact. And then she told me straight up, she was like, once you get to my age, they all just start dropping like flies. Well, that, I mean, I don't know what her age is, but I mean, over 65, over 65. Yeah. Well, and I was like, uh, I was like, I say that about my friends who are getting married right now. And then she laughed and laughed and laughed. (laughs) And that's when you can really, you can use on the stage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I'm doing okay. I uh, I sort of um, I decided not to sleep this past weekend at all. Mm, I did like a little bit social experiment vibes. Social experiment vibes, video game vibes. Just um, decided to stay up and see the sunrise because I was feeling a, a certain kind of way. You know that certain kind of Love way that. when you're like, I'm just gonna not go to sleep. I saw the sunrise this weekend for the really? first time in a very, very long time. Yes, and so my the person who lived in my place before me still gets the newspaper delivered to my place. Um, and on Sunday morning, I was up seeing the sunrise, and um, <laughs> I saw a car stop in front of my house, and I was like, "Who the fuck is outside of my house at this hour? Something really bad is about to happen, and I'm awake to witness it." <laughs> and then he just tossed the newspaper, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> magic, magic, magic!" I, right? <laughs> that's really that's so cool because I also saw the sunrise on Sunday morning, and I've never felt more connected to you. 
I've never <laughs> felt more connected to you than I have wow. do in this moment. I got that's say. beautiful. We were watching the same sunrise. We were How watching beautiful. the same sunrise. In this, in I told you about Whit playing um, the song from Five Goes West, right? Have I talked no. about this on the podcast? He played the um, somewhere out there song the other day, mm-hmm. like played the video from American Tale, and I instantly burst into tears. It was crazy. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like I don't really know the last time I actually like properly cried. I just mm. am not like, I love to keep it all bottled up and then have like one epic cry a year. Yeah. 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 And this wasn't the epic cry, but it was just like, really like nothing can make me cry. And then you play fucking five goes West and I'm like <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> I want wit. I want wit to cover f- that song as a screamo anthem. Actually. Oh my God. I mean, you should tell him that. He'll do it. (laughs) You know, his ass will do it. Yeah, He'll do anything. He'll make anything screamo. He's obsessed with like making music all day. (laughs) Creating art. What a fucking loser. Um, Mitra, how the hell are you? Um, I'm all right. I got um, I got a second monitor this week which has been really fun i feel very high tech um having all my various windows open at once Mm -hmm. that's sort of like the big highlight um i've really just been sort of um spending all my time on zoom uh we're getting ready to shoot season two of deborah's which is exciting but it is just like i'm just on the fucking computer all day um and i feel like a a a bit of a a puddle right now but it's that blue um, light that blue light will get you. It's that blue light. I have to like re. I'm really, really consciously like in a, in in a way that I should have been doing all pandemic. Really trying to like force myself to move and go outside, but it, it's really hard once you're in that chair all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you got the second hard. monitor. Now I got a second monitor. So you it's never need to look away. Everywhere you look, everywhere you look, you got everywhere, something to look at. Everywhere I look is another monitor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that. Um, not a whole lot to report for me, um, which is fine. Um, I feel like um, a real sense of dread this week, and I don't what? know why. I think oh. I think I'm just stressed, so I'm just like something really bad's about to happen. But really, I think I'm just stressed. Mm. <laughs> but also, um, it's been the most like one of the more traumatizing years. So maybe yeah. I'm just like. I feel like I feel like I feel like that I've felt like that so frequently that it is now the baseline like in the back of my head at all times is that feeling of dread like what is going to happen next I have to yeah I I think yeah yeah maybe I'm just like accessing emotion because of the five O goes west video and (laughs) (laughs) it unlocked something where I am actually like feeling my feelings for the first time in a year. <laughs> you know what? I can't wait for us to cancel Fivel. Oh my God. If people come Manifest for Fivel. Manifest destiny. Manifest <laughs> destiny, bitch. I actually don't remember anything about those movies yeah. uh, at all. All um, I know is he goes west and that is historically problematic. Problematic. Fivel's <laughs> <laughs> wrong for that and he knows yeah. it. <laughs> he knows. He knows and he should apologize. He knows what he did. He knows what he did. How about how about this? How about this? Fivel decolonizes his brain. How about that? That's the movie I'd like to see. You know it's a matter of time. <laughs> Coming to Disney Plus this fall, Fivel decolonizes his mind. A six-part documentary series. <laughs> I don't remember anything about Fivel either. I get that really confused with the rescuers slash the rescuers go down under, which is Oh yeah. I feel like my entire experience of watching any of those movies is just crying the whole time because I'm yeah. I'm just feeling like I'm imagining like watching a movie with my brother and sister like all mm. cuddled up or something and I don't like I don't remember the movie at all I have no experience of watching the movie but it's just the feeling of like oh being little I just remember growing up and being like what is with all these mice in the media what is with all these mice in the media Mickey Mouse uh Tom, 
five Demo- it's the, the democrats rescuers. it's the fucking democrats <laughs> <laughs> really like Those what were they trying bucks. to do to us these <laughs> mice, mice are, <laughs> are pests they are pests and i remember thinking that then and i remember thinking that now and i don't re- appreciate the fact that they were always cast as heroes and the cats and the people trying to simply live their lives pest free were cast as villains of the pieces it's not right so you're pro extermination um, of mice, I am. Okay. Mice and rats. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Is it? Is it interesting? Or is it just raw and real? I just think you're going to have a role in the decolonization um, documentary. <laughs> <laughs> That's my talking head. What's with all these mice in the media? <laughs> What's the deal? <laughs> What's the deal with the mice in the media? Um, Should we do cup dates? Uh, you think we, we only have one cup date this week. Should Can we do cup date? It? Cup date. Yeah, let's I'm do gonna, the cup date. I'm going to ask you on a cup date. <laughs> <laughs> Come over here and let's have a cup date. Come on down to Buca de Beppo for our little cup date. Let's have a cup date. Um, okay. That was to the tune of let's have a kiki. I, we know. Okay, okay, okay. We know, okay, babe. Okay. Sometimes I don't I... know what that song is, why I know it, but yes, I know it. <laughs> okay, great. Chelsea, Wait. play the cup date. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, I'm just calling in response to Groundlings Day. I had to call right away because as an upstairs neighbor myself, uh, who was very recently as of last week, gotten very passive aggressive notes from their downstairs neighbor about the noise that they make because of their job. Um, please just be nice and like actually go talk to them. Don't, I wouldn't send a note unless like you said, they're like all right crazy people. Just go talk to them. I would have much preferred my neighbor to come say uh, that they didn't want me to play the piano as much during the day. But also, like, fuck them. I don't know. It's also frustrating because this person who lives below me knows me personally, apparently, but added a whole air of mystery to their note. And uh, now it's starting to turn into an advice call for me, so I'm going to have to stop it. Just stop it after <laughs> I said fuck them. <laughs> I'll have to call and ask advice about how to deal with my mean downstairs neighbor another time. Okay, bye. Okay, so Groundlings Day was, of course, our young lady who was living below a Brooklyn comedian who was filming content and screaming, and she wanted to know what to do about that. And I appreciate this call, sort of a, ca- a point-counterpoint to what yes. we said. And I do think that maybe talking to the guy is probably the best route to go. I will say the person, they, the, the person, the original person, Groundlings Day, sent the name. This person is a very nice person. You can feel safe approaching them about this. I, I know this person. I like this person. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but I will, I also, like, it's a safety thing too. First of all, with COVID to go up in person. And second of all, just like as a woman going up in person, like it could mm. be scary. And if you're in an apartment building with multiple units, it might just feel safer to have that air of anonymity just for your own personal safety, because like, you don't know, it's a, it's a, it could be a scary person. That's that like, obviously knows where you live and can terrorize you. So I think I totally understand taking the note approach for safety. Um, yeah. This guy didn't think about that. Didn't think about the gender dynamic at play here. What or an just idiot. general, like I just generally, it's like I, I don't know. Like I, I would definitely be hesitant to be like, "Hi, I'm in this exact apartment, and you're pissing me off." Like, <laughs> I know there's a nice way to do it, but I, I understand being anxious about that. Um, and I mean, you know what? Even if they're writing a note, you're lucky they're not getting like the landlord involved or whatever. Like, it, it's there are many factors at play, so I'm just yeah. want to play. I'm sorry Simple's for calling you an idiot. <laughs> you're not. It you're is not. weird that they said in the note that they know you personally. That feels like they're taunting you. Yeah. <laughs> so no heroes here. but <laughs> Not at all. And I will say that you playing the piano is a much more gentle activity than uh, someone screaming for content. You yes. Know? <laughs> Dropping weights and screaming for content. But maybe they're maybe they're playing bad romance on the piano every day for ten hours a day. Miming piano. I wish I wish I wish the chefs could see the the yeah. fingers. Miming. Maybe we put out some Patreon content of just us miming playing bad romance while we. <laughs> how much would they pay for that? Upwards um, of twenty dollars a month. We would have to pay them probably. <laughs> <laughs> If you subscribe, we will Venmo you four hundred dollars. 
I would love that. You I want would. to put out page. I want to put out Patreon content. I do. What uh, what ideas do we have? <laughs> okay. Um, how about this Patreon content of us watching Real Housewives, not discussing it, just our facials while we're <laughs> and watching it. Live commentary, but but nothing no, after. No. Just going. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Did Where you watch are you Atlanta? in Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> sickness. That is sickness. <laughs> um, yes, it was incredible. I loved it. I didn't love the talking heads, but I liked that they took a swing. Yeah, they really they and I will say they do that on Atlanta. They take a lot of stylistic swings and um with the music and the editing and everything and it was They usually work choice. for me. This was one of the few ones that really did not work for me, but it, I I understand that like they are a franchise that is they're making they're a city that, that they're making choices constantly and they can't always work and I'm willing yeah. to forgive. Yeah. But what about what an episode. What an episode. <laughs> oh, and so I'm not caught up on Jersey, but I did watch the premiere of Jersey. Good. Good. Of this current season. And, and it was great, wasn't it? It was amazing. It was amazing. And it's also, it's always a blast to like watch an early season and then like see the progression of a face. Yeah. <laughs> like what happens to the women over time and with the choices that they make. It's going to um, be really interesting to see a season built around someone not understanding what an analogy is. That is really what we're <laughs> leading, what, what it, we're sort of gunning towards and that i find fascinating and i love that i loved it i had an amazing time just the the way that they edited Teresa walking around the party telling everyone over yes. and over again as they're they're having this like lovely moment <laughs> celebrating this his birthday it was incredible it was incredible yeah. i it's just amazing like it always it always makes me feel good no matter what even if it's mm-hmm. a bad episode i feel better for having watched it i'm have nothing but gratitude <laughs> Yeah, for the art for art yes yes all right well we got in our our housewives chat which i know that every single one of our listeners is really really into and, <laughs> really do. Um, and with that without further ado we're going to take our first break and when we come back we're going to dive in with your calls and to the main course to the main course the main course <laughs> chefs Ding, ding, ding. We're, we're back. And, Order's uh, up. Yeah. Order's up. I could not remember order up. <laughs> I was like, what does it say something? You can't just keep saying ding. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Actually, the, the callers are the chefs and we're the waiters, actually. Yeah, today we're the waiters. What's amazing is like we sort of we can be anything in the restaurant. One, mm-hmm. one week we might be the chairs and you're going to mm-hmm. just have to deal with that. Yeah. And it will never make sense in the way you want it to. And you have to accept that. Um, Chelsea, I believe this is a phone call. Oh, I believe we start, need you to play it. To start with a phone call? I know. Take the load off. Hello, my head chefs. This is your little sous chef. And I'm calling um, because my mother-in-law is in our little germ pod. So my daughter stayed with her last weekend. This was a full week ago. And... My da- our daughter slept over and came home kind of covered in glitter and reeking like patchouli, which is, this is not the first <laughs> time this has happened. I, I have an, a wonderful, queer, new age mother-in-law. She's great. But this stink situation, like, I love a scent. Um, but this is too much. So it's been a week. I just washed my daughter's laundry, and now I actually washed it twice. And it still completely smells like patchouli. And now I think our washer smells like patchouli. And I, <laughs> my husband's whole family thinks I'm very confrontational. Um, and they're all very passive aggressive. So what I would normally do is like probably talk about this directly with her. Um, but I would like a different approach. Maybe a little more twisted, slightly passive aggressive, <laughs> something that kind of like you know, lets her know um, that that she makes our household smell like a dirty hippie, but without directly saying that. Do you have any ideas? Okay, thanks. Bye. Wow. Oh, my God. Why is this one so funny? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we've got a patchouli smell. We've got a a grandma who's sort of a shaman. Um, (laughs) 
Um, Burning Man vibes. Yes. Um, um, strong smell. Um, Olfactory. Uh, mother in laundry. <laughs> mother in laundry. Okay. Mother in laundry. Not, did not use any of the inciting words that we both <laughs> landed on, but mother yeah, in laundry. Yeah, sort of my eyes important. just fell on the word laundry, laundry. and I went, go, go, mother go. Mother in laundry. Yeah, yeah. We don't have time. Oh, time. Okay. I would like to start off this, this session with a question What is patchouli? Um, okay. It's. A plant. Is it associated um, with weed? Is she suggesting that the grandma is smoking weed? I think it's more just like one of like it's sort of like stereotypical like one of one of the scents that I feel like is stereotypical typically associated with like hippie culture. Okay, um, like an herbal kind of smell. Okay. Um, Right? Is that like <laughs> Yeah, sure. Chelsea's yeah, shaking it. her head yes. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Chelsea. It's like I, very like essential oil vibe. Okay. Um I've always heard it referenced, but I've never ever followed up to see what it is. <laughs> oh my god. One of the first uh um why do hippies smell like patchouli? Some experts suggest that sm- strong smelling patchouli oil was used by hippies to mask the smell of marijuana that they mm, have used. Okay, so th- and that's, see, on that's why that's why I had the association that I did. Yes. Um, so it, it seems to be sort of yeah, uh that's sort of the vibe. <laughs> well, I have an idea here. I think you send the next time you send your daughter to grandma's house, you send her reeking of something terrible. You rub her in something and you send her over there. What's that? Tuna. Tuna. (laughs) Yeah. You actually put a few cans of, of tuna in opened, opened in her luggage, in her little overnight bag. And you don't tell her, you don't tell her what's going on. And you... And you send her over there just reeking, just so that you can sort of she so that when you actually do have this conversation with her, which you eventually will, she has a firsthand understanding of what it's like to have a, a, a terrible smelling child in her home. Yeah, I am. I don't really know. Like, it, it just sounds like it's the scent of their house. Like, I, I just don't I doubt your mother-in-law is like dumping patchouli oil on your kid. Like, well, maybe there's some sort of ritual happening. We don't know. That's true. That's true. So maybe um, send your daughter with like an elf on a shelf or something or like a a wire. Nanny cam. Nanny cam. Send your daughter with some kind of wire into the house so you can figure out when the patchouli ceremony is taking place. And and wait outside the house and storm the house in that moment and say, you see, you don't do this. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I don't like it. I don't like the way it make my house smell. And that, and that should solve it. And they won't Problem think solved. of you as confrontational. No. For that. I'm, try- I'm trying. I, I think maybe like you, I, I'm stuck on this idea of sending the daughter in smelling of something strong. Here's an idea um, that may be a little more passive aggressive is like having your daughter like have like mother-in-law's house clothes. These just stay mm. here. These stay yeah. at my mother-in-law's house. Um, and then in the final second before you send her back to me, you can put her in this outfit <laughs> or whatever. Um, That's great. Yeah. And, the, that and those can be the clothes too. that stink. And yeah. you and and like you can, if you want to be a bitch, they can be like dirty or ripped or something like that. Where you're like, these are sort of useless clothes, so they can be mother-in-law clothes. Mm-hmm. If you want to like stain it in some 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 something sort of passive aggressive and bitchy. But yeah. Really, just have extra clothes there. And These then, are the grandma playtime clothes. Yeah. You know, get glitter on them, get the patchouli on them, you yeah. know, get whatever on them. And then you don't have to worry about washing them. It's it's perfect, actually. Yeah. And make them a sort of a genderless smock, too. <laughs> um, I think All right, that now just sounds cute. <laughs> get, your, get your baby in a little smock. Uh, send us pictures, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, that solves it. Or you could be confrontational with them. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you'd be confrontational about, though, because like Mitra said, it sounds like this is just what she smells like, what the house smells like. Yeah. And it's like it's cute that she's like playing with like glitter and crafts and stuff. It's like I'm sure it's annoying, but it's like ultimately it's 
it's nice. They're doing stuff together. It's like, she's not just like, like, I don't know. What? You want to spend time with your kid? <laughs> I mean, she's at her grandma's house. So clearly, when you are When are you going <laughs> to fuck your husband, honey? When are you going to fuck your husband throw if your the kid, kid is around? Dirk in a pile of glitter at grandma's house. And get laid, lady. Yeah. <laughs> put your put your legs in the air and think about moving on. Yeah. <laughs> moving on to the next one. <laughs> but you also you also faltered in a way where I went. We're saving. We're saving Joel. We're, we're not just being mean. We're saving Joel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Okay, this is a big one. I'm going to read it. Um, hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. Okay, starting. She's starting. She's starting <laughs> off on a bad flight. This is going to be long, so let's get to it. Okay, I'm going to read it really fast, though. I have a birthday coming up, Pisces season, and I'd like to invite a small group of my closest friends to go camping. The problem is that I don't really want to invite one person in particular from the group, but I'm worried about being seen as exclusionary or catty. Maybe I am. We are all part of a small group chat that I started at the beginning of quarantine for virtual happy hours game nights with my best friends. It became such a welcome source of levity during lockdown and everything else that I decided to add a person I knew as an acquaintance within our extended friend group because I thought she gave off good vibes. We plan a camping trip with the group in October, and she did not pass the vibe check, with me at least. From picking up and using my and my husband's phone without asking to playfully surprise punching my husband in the spine to worse blowing coke up our friend's nose while he was asleep. So don't invite her, right? Well, here's where it gets tricky. Sometime after that trip during a group video chat, she came on and told us about a pretty heavy situation she had just gone through with a predatory guy. Naturally, the group offered an outpouring of love and support for her, myself included. However, that same week, my husband told me she DM'd him detailing what she'd gone through and thanking him for, quote, never trying to fuck her. Her brand of gallows humor, I suppose. In her defense, the message seemed to be a mass DM to other people as well, but I couldn't shake the feeling that there was something about it that didn't sit right with me. My husband isn't part of the group chat, nor do the two of them talk, so he felt uncomfortable receiving such a message from a relative stranger. Clearly, she was looking for support, and I felt like such an asshole for thinking this, but I felt like she cast her net a little too wide. She had also mentioned already seeing a therapist, so I was further confused as to why she'd looked to my very unqualified husband. I was also uneasy because I thought back to her behavior during the first camping trip and saw that what I believed to be a pattern of her not understanding or respecting boundaries. I am distancing myself and just let other people respond to her messages on the chat now. I'm not opposed to her still being part of the virtual game night since my other friends seem cool with her. I just don't want to invite her to my upcoming camping trip. But literally everyone else from the group will be there so I feel awkward not including her. Would it just be easier if I invited her? I just don't want to get caught up in her gravitational pull for drama but I am afraid it might cause drama to not invite her thank you sorry for reading this whole thing love you both yes i'm a bisexual woman okay Okay, so we've got camping smoky the bear um Mm -hmm. sleeping Uh, bag sleeping hag (laughs) um where there's smoke Bears. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. I thought maybe if I just said it slow enough, <laughs> something would something would happen. Um. Okay. No boundaries. Um. I keep going back to Smokey the Bear. Like, so I I wish her name was. I wish this woman's name was Blair, so it would be Smokey the Blair. You know, mm-hmm. Smokey the Blair Witch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or we could always go back to Sleeping Hag. Okay, let's just do Sleeping Hag. Okay. <laughs> Sleeping Hag. Um, um, and who are we talking about with that name? I, it, it's actually about no one. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but at a certain point, you must Move just... On. Double down. Yeah. Um, but it's really, no one's really a hag. Um, okay. So I think personally, I would not invite and I would tell the people that why she's not invited and to please not like post. That's yeah. personally how I would handle it. Um, because yes, it would cause drama if she found out about it, but maybe she doesn't have to find out about it. And I, I definitely don't think the solution is to invite someone who makes both you and your husband uncomfortable. Um, it's your birthday, that babe. You are planning. It's also it's like it's it's COVID. It's really hard to get people together, and it puts it's like 
even more of a drag to plan a group event in this time. So you shouldn't invite people that you don't want to be there, especially for time that for something that is like celebrating you. Um, um, I think alternatively, you can have a conversation with her pre-trip. Because here's the thing. I'm in a weirdly sort of similar situation where I'm planning a small group trip for my birthday. And some people in the group do not want one person in our friend group who's on our group chat to come. Whoa. And I am sort of on the side of like, I understand why people don't want this person to come. And I sort of don't want this person to come. But in the interest of like unity, I sort of feel like it's the path of least resistance is to let the person come because it would just be so dramatic if they didn't come. And so what I would do in this situation though, is like maybe have a conversation with her and be like, Hey, some of the stuff you did last time made me and my husband really uncomfortable. Um, We'd love to have you on this trip, but you have to agree not to act like a crazy person. Well, I don't, I just feel like this is a person who like, consistently violates boundaries and like their definition of like what drama is or what appropriate behavior is clearly doesn't line up with our emailers opinion of that. I don't know. I mean, I think it with these kind of trips, like my personal philosophy is like it falls on like whoever is kind of planning the trip. And it's like, if the group is planning the trip, then the will of the group must Mm -hmm. stand. But if one person is planning the trip, it's really like, really kind of up to them. It's their comfort, especially yeah. on like somebody's birthday trip. It's like, it's about you. It's your day. It's your time. Like, especially right now, like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, be, be like, that's my birthday. I wanted to have a good time. Like, And, and I, cause I also think like, if this person found out, you could be like, your behavior has made me uncomfortable on multiple occasions. Here's why, here's why, here's why. That is why I did not invite you. I apologize. Like, we can go on another trip if you want to go on another trip. There will be other trips. Like, this is my partic- This is my time. And it's not just about me. It's also about my husband's comfort. Like, it, wa- it wasn't just me, but it was an event to celebrate me. And I wanted to have a good time and be comfortable. It's not going to be a fun conversation. No, not at all. And I think, yeah, ultimately I agree with you. I, I think don't invite is probably the option to go with here, but I just think prepare yourself for drama in either, no matter what decision you make, because it sounds like it is possible that, because here's the thing, especially in quarantine, it's really hard to sneak away because she'll be like texting the group and being like, what are you guys doing this weekend? Why aren't mm-hmm. we, why aren't we FaceTiming? Why aren't we, why aren't we zooming? You know, I guess and then, camping is tough because like probably you'll all be in an area with no service yeah. at the same time. Um, so yeah. I, I think be prepared for, for what's to come if you do not invite this, this woman. And it's sort of like, it's sort of, it, it really is sort of like, do you want to have a, a self-contained really nice weekend for your birthday and then deal with a bunch of drama when you get back? Or do you want to have a less fun birthday trip sort of pared down in terms of fun, but less drama when you get back? Yeah. And I those do. are your options. Because the other option is like have a conversation with her before the trip. But I, I just feel like but, well, and see, I will say having that conversation before the trip might get her to self uninvite, you know, isn't that fun? Isn't that, that fun? is the dream is yeah. for her to be like, well, if you don't really want me there, I won't come. It's like, oh, OK, okay. Great. <laughs> awesome. Sorry you feel that way. <laughs> Have a great weekend, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's an awkward situation, but I, th- I think no matter what, you will probably end up having a conversation that you will not enjoy having. So it's just at what point would you like to have it? Because here's um, the thing. Once the world becomes back to normal and we're no longer doing Zoom game nights, do you want this person to continue to be in your orbit? No. So like why, you know, like why invite her? Why like suffer the suffer the drama, I say. Suffer the mm-hmm. drama and sort of speed up the process of her exiting this friend group. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, I do think, you know... It's it's sad that she is in a position where she is casting such a wide net for emotional support, but you are allowed to set boundaries. But it might be in your best interest since your other friends like them to at some point have a conversation with her about like the ways in which she has crossed boundaries with your husband. Um, it I don't know. 
I'm glad she's seeing a therapist. <laughs> like, yeah. That is positive. But give I, her some work to do in therapy. That's what I say. I love it when people give me work to do in therapy. Then I don't have to stare at Jessica and say nothing for an hour. <laughs> I do. I, I feel like I'm always like, anytime we're like so hard on someone, I'm like, but I'm like, yeah, don't invite her. Uh, don't invite her. It's a fucking camping weekend. Don't invite her. Whatever. <laughs> Blowing coke up someone else's nose while they're asleep is outrageous. Outrageous. And a, a legal activity on a legal activity. First of all, you guys should not be doing coke. Okay? It's illegal. <laughs> all right? Oh, wait. I forgot about the the blowing coat. Don't invite. Yeah. <laughs> Don't invite. Bye. Yeah. Bye. You're cut off. In fact, the fact that she's still even in the video, the group video chats is astounding to me. Yeah. That's violating. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. Just because she's going through something hard and, and does not excuse her own bad behavior. And, you know, like, and I, and I, it's it's a fine line. We don't know all the details, obviously, but I just don't think it excuses really invasive behavior like that, like yeah. truly psychotic behavior. Not okay. Yeah. Not okay. Okay. Well, all I feel right. better. Let's yeah. keep going. <laughs> uh, shall I read this next email? Yes. Um, do we think it's Mijo? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I okay. think it is. Dear Mijo, I took the advice of getting stoned before writing in, so here we go. What do I do? Have I made a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was like end email. <laughs> I thought I needed an emotional support animal in my life earlier uh, after this year. I have a pre-existing condition, COVID. So COVID has removed me from seeing any friends and only I only see a tiny bubble of my boyfriend's family. Sorry, if I'm having trouble reading, it's because clearly this person is very stony and we are missing mm. some words. <laughs> So my boyfriend of four years and I adopted a dog. It was amazing. It was great. And now I think I'm jealous of how much my boyfriend loves our new dog. <laughs> my love language is touch. His are acts of service. So we both struggle to remember one another's. And we've had plenty of fights where we're pleading for more affection. But then to see the way he shows our dog affection. I, this is not. I mean, I, this makes sense. to me. Okay. <laughs> It is broken, garbled, high writing. <laughs> I literally beg to be cuddled or force his hand to hold mine. He's touchy-feely only during sex, but never enough for me. So to see him kiss and cuddle and rub our dog all day and all night, that's in all caps, I feel crazy. How do I get a snuggle or a rub? It feels like my love language is being thrown in my face. I've tried sandwiching myself between him and our dog to get some love. Also trying to be like... Oh my God, I didn't know you were so cuddling and lovey. I've never seen this side of you. I think the cherry on top was hearing his new short story. The lead character's wife is all of the sudden. <laughs> <laughs> the lead character's wife is all of a sudden the same name as our dog. When I asked, he did admit that this was on purpose. Help, I am jealous of my boyfriend's affection to our dog, XO. <laughs> I wish... I kind of want to like post the actual text of this so that people can see like how crazy <laughs> what, what, the gymnastics that I had to do yeah. <laughs> to the, form make you this. You did a really wonderful job to shape this into complete sentences. Yeah. <laughs> um, um dog. this is amazing. Um, okay. Beethoven, Beethoven, B A E. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just saying like Beethoven, Beethoven, the composer. No, this one is really, it really only works on paper, but I like it. Beethoven. It's, I think it's really good. Um, yeah. Okay. What do you think, I Joel? think you just have to understand that people, and I don't get it either, lady. Uh, Beethoven, I don't understand it either myself because I am not a dog person, but people's minds get cr like something happens to them when they are around dogs and they treat Dog, this dog is not a human being, okay? And so it, probably he feels comfortable being affectionate with this thing because the do it is a dog. It is not a human. And I don't think you should take it personally. In fact, I think you should look at it as like a way – like he he has the capability to do this and he enjoys it. And so I don't know. I think it's a good thing ultimately. I think you should not feel jealous of the dog. And I know and that's not good advice because it's just stop feeling how you're feeling. But barring getting rid of the dog, I don't know what you do. I say get rid of the dog and replace it with a parrot because nobody is going to be cuddly with a parrot. 
You don't know and that if they are. Well, if he is, that's the other thing. Maybe bring in another animal to see if he <laughs> treats the the if it's just a purely an animal thing, and then to, then leave your boyfriend because he's well, a freak. Well, I think even outside of the dog, your boyfriend's not fulfilling a crucial need that you have as a person and as a partner. Um, so I don't know. I. I it it's not fair to have to constantly beg a partner for the things that make you feel good. Um, and it might feel stupid or whatever, because it's just like, I want a hug. I want you to hold my hand. But like that stuff matters that, it, and you seem to have a very clear grasp on like what makes him tick and what makes you tick and, and have conveyed it very clearly to him. I, I think, one maybe there's a world where he doesn't quite understand the gravity of that and how badly you need that. Um, it seems maybe, like from, he, maybe ahead. he maybe she writes a short story where the late <laughs> the main character gets a lot of affection from her boyfriend. Maybe he only understands things if they're in a short story form. That's true. And I also okay. Side note: I love that our emailer confronted their boyfriend about naming the character after the dog like <laughs> and made them confirm because it's like of course, of course. <laughs> um but yeah i'm sorry that like i i've definitely been not in this exact situation but certainly in situations where it's like i can't believe i'm like asking for this again like whether it's like something like physical or more like verbal validation like i feel like there's like different versions of that across a lot of relationships. And I think that those issues, if like the partner doesn't take them seriously, like it's not going to just magically go away. You're not going to magically just not want touch anymore. And like, well, it sounds like she's been coping with it for four years. It doesn't yeah. sound like this is a change. So uh, the, the only change here is the dog. That's what I mean. It's like this. It obviously like, it's like a silly sort of like heightened thing, but like the core issue really is that like you're, you do not get, a very crucial thing that you need from your partner. Um, so I think maybe even like when I think, I mean, I don't know what I would, I'm suggesting, but I, I think like not framing it through like the way that may, maybe making it more about you guys than about the dog, just because like, that's clearly like a, it's a, that's a different relationship between man and dog. Than oh, like, here's a pitch. Go ahead. He comes home. She's dressed like a dog. <laughs> see what that does for him and then if he and then if he starts really snuggling with you then you know that's a problem then you know there's a real issue i agree i i would be really curious to know if they have been to couples therapy and if this is something that our emailer and her boyfriend would consider um because i think like this is a deep relationship issue and um we're not going to solve it, but I do think that um, the dog has activated something and like it should be addressed in a way that um, maybe a dog costume might not solve in the long term. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I want to know how she's coped with it for four years and why this is now so you know, like I that's what I want to know from her. Well, I think there's like a there's like a even though the dog thing like is silly, like it is this thing where it's like you can sort of justify something when like when there's like nothing to compare it to. It's like that's just the way he is. He doesn't touch yeah. me. It doesn't. He's not a touchy feely guy. And then seeing someone being touchy feely with other people, or in this case, a dog, it's like wait, so you can do this? And this whole time, I've been like, like I f I'm just imagining myself going through this cycle and being like, oh my god. So like you do have that impulse. You're just not doing it with me. Why? And like yeah. that could would be very crazy making i get that like i was little miss giggle reading it but i do totally get this um which is why i think couples therapy might be helpful if you want to stay in this relationship which it sounds like you do yeah i just think people are intrinsically like different with animals and she shouldn't it, this shouldn't necessarily change anything for her if she's been able to get by for four years. But it's like get by like this is like it is like a major thing that this person is not getting. I think yeah. I think like that's more the issue is like this person wants touch. This person is not getting touch. And then also 
their partner the dog, is able yeah. to be touchy feely with another being. And like, yeah. obviously, it's a different relationship and like a pet is different than a partner, but seeing touch and not receiving touch probably feels very bad, especially right now where you just get less. For sure. It's just, for, yeah, for sure. I get it. I do get it. It's just like, I don't even think about petting an animal in the same terms as like cuddling a human being, I guess. And that's yeah. the disconnect for me. I mean, it, it's different. It's like romantic and platonic, but it is still just touch and connection. Yeah, It's intimate. Like, even though it's a different kind of intimacy, like it, you're still, you're, you're rubbing something. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Something to think about. And making out with it. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's take a break. And um, okay. I'm going to think about this for a lot longer. <laughs> I really am. I'm going to think is about haunting. it. And, um, and then we'll come back and we'll finish this thing out. Woohoo! And we're back. And we have another phone call. Chelsea, please play it. Please, Chelsea, please. Please, please, Chelsea. Hi, Mitra and Joel. So I have a dating problem for y'all. And I've been dating this man for like a couple weeks. Um, We've been on a few dates. Nothing too serious, but we have like a ton of mutuals. And um, things were going pretty normal. But um, the only thing is that he's really, really into anime. Which is fine because I've dated men in the past and it's been pretty normal. Um, but today I found his Twitter without asking him and I stopped him. But it's okay because we have mutuals. Um, but he has a lot of anime and all fan art and like it's really no original thoughts, but it's whatever. I'll past it. Um, but then I go through his Twitter likes as one does and it's just full of big anime tittied bitches like. Just lots of cartoon boobs and lots of girls and anime cosplays, like girls with horns on them, girls with, you know, the little ears. Um, I mean, support OnlyFans, support Patreon, like, go go you. But um, this is a public Twitter account, and he's, he has friends following this, maybe even family. Um, but he's just horny on the TL, and I think this is just a little too weird for me. I just don't think I could do it. Am I overreacting or should I be okay with cartoon pornography on his Twitter? All right. Thank you. Bye. Love y'all. Big anime bitches. Big titted bitches. She says. <laughs> she says. Okay. Um, um, so I'm just thinking of anime. It's Dragon Ball Z. Naruto, Cowboy Bebop. Um. Well, Cowboy Boobop. Cowboy, Cowboy Boob, Bop. Yeah. Cowboy Boob Bop. <laughs> um, okay. And that's who she's dating. Can I just say, really quickly, um, no matter what we say here, like you're allowed to be okay or not okay with whatever the fuck you want to be okay or not okay with. That, first of all, is how I'd like to start. But can I also say, Twitter is the best place to look at porn. It is my favorite place to look at porn. If you went through my likes, I cannot even imagine the kind of horrors you would see and what that would do. And I have a very public profile. And I don't give a shit. People are constantly DMing me. They're like, hey, did you know that your likes are public and we can see all the porn you're liking? And it's like, I don't care, babe. I like porn. But I, also, this guy might not know that people are, like, looking through likes. I think it's, like, until somebody, like, until I heard people talking about it, I never really, like, thought about looking. This was, like, forever ago. But, like, I never really thought about looking through people's likes as, mm-hmm. like, a way to get to know them better. He might not think about that or know that. So, like, I would, I don't know. I If you want to continue to see him, you could mention being like, I was going through your likes. If you want to like sort of out yourself for stalking or whatever, but you might not know, which is like, I, I think like, I don't know. I, I didn't know until I knew kind of. Yeah. So it's very possible that he has no idea that that is possible. So he might, it might be in his best interest to make a, like his porn Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know lots of people who have separate accounts that they use yeah. just to look at porn, which is totally a thing that he can do and you can suggest to him. But I don't think this is that weird. 
And I think that she's, I think, she, I think this, I think Cowboy Be- Boobop would um, honestly feel more comfortable if this were regular porn. I think a little part of this is that she's weirded out that it's cartoon. Yeah, I think it's, for me, definitely part of it is that. And I also just think like, generally, like, that's why I mentioned, like, if you want to continue seeing this person, because I think part of it also is just like, I don't need to, I personally have no interest in knowing what my partner's like search words are, like what they're looking (laughs) like. I'm like, that's like, go off, like do your thing. Like, that's not really something we share. And I'm, I don't care what it is. I'm fine with whatever it is. Like, you know, obviously within reason, but like, I don't care. Like I, I, and I don't want to know. I'm just, but I think like part of it too, is just like, if you want to keep seeing this person, maybe be like, Hey, this is public. If you want it to be public, that's great. But if not, like you might want to make your private thing. And like, I don't, I, that's something, I don't know. I I think that's part of it too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, this on, on the spectrum of things that he could be into, this is so not a big deal to me. This is so not weird. I do think she's overreacting. I'll say it, but like, that's not for me to decide. Like, that's my opinion of the situation. But like, if she, if you're not okay with it, then yeah, by all means, stop seeing him. You're not, you're not a marriage. You're not in a marriage. You're in a a couple couple weeks. weeks. Like you can, you, you can be turned off by whatever you're turned off by, but like you have like, yeah, two weeks. I'm like, who cares? But (laughs) if this, if this guy, like. And she keeps and she kept saying like pretty normal. I think she really wants just like a normal guy who's into like normal, real life, big titty girls. And I think like if this is something that's important to you and this is something like and and, it, and you weigh things out and this is the thing that that tip pushes you over the edge, then, yeah, stop seeing this. Cut him loose. Cut him loose if you don't want to. But I think like. Honestly, it's all fantasy, really babe. It. It's yeah. all fantasy. <laughs> it's, I, I the stuff I look at it, uh, it porn wise is like oftentimes is is nowhere close to the kind of sex that I'm having in real life. Same, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, but it's all and like the stuff that will like like set me off. I'm like, I can't, I can't believe like this is what like <laughs> set yeah. me on my journey. Like, Our <laughs> brains are so weird vis a vis like sex and porn and stuff like that. And so I just like, I don't think this is that big a deal. And I think that if you like this guy, even a little bit, you should be, you should consider pushing past this and doing what Mitra said, but ultimately it's for you to decide. And if it seems like this is a big hang up for you and I, I don't know, cut him loose. If that's what, if the, if you can't get over it, you only, you know, if you can get over it or not. Yeah, but it's like if this is a person that like makes you feel good and everything else rocks, then like maybe you don't need to look through his Twitter likes. Yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm like I'm not looking. I'm not really interested in knowing like like internet history or whatever. Like I, I think there's like it it but it depends on the person. Like it, you you have to decide what your level of comfort is. But and you know if anyone sees my boyfriend liking anime stuff. I don't really want to know. <laughs> yeah, please. I don't. Um, also, I think we should change her name to um, Dragon Boob She. <laughs> Great. Okay. So just in case you uh, write us again or call us for an update, that's your name. Dragon Boob G. She. Dragon Boob She. <laughs> okay. Good. Really good. I'm glad we, I, you've been really good these past couple of weeks. I've been a total dud. No, with the no, names. no, no, no. This and is the first good week I've had in a long time. Trust you've me. got, I think you've gotten Play all the, the names tapes. this week also. And like you, you, you've in the past two weeks, you've done the, the, the impossible on our show, which has come up with a better name after we give the answer. Okay. <laughs> you came up with mother and laundry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was that, not a read. That was, that actually just, does. I know. I know it wasn't a read, but like, that doesn't help me. <laughs> I'm not like feeling better about what I've done today. Um, I will say, I would say, I would say 90% of our titles of apps have come from your twisted and sick brain. So I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel too weird about it. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Here's an email. And um, is it my turn or your turn? Um, I'll read it. I'll read it. I'll read it. 
There's another one after it. Hi, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra. I hooked up with a friend in an open relationship last November, and then we hooked up a while drunk one more time afterwards before Christmas. It was fun both times, and it didn't really change our friendship or seem to be a problem with the rules of his open relationship, although to be fair, I didn't ask. The other weekend, though, two months after the last time we hooked up, he messaged me at 3 a.m. if I wanted to meet up, but since I was asleep, I messaged him back the next day that I'd be down another time. However, this week, he blocked me on Instagram and Facebook, which I assume means that it broke some rule of his open relationship. My question is, is it worth trying to message him to see what happened and salvage our friendship, or should I just let it go? We are not best friends by any means, but we do share a friend group, and I would consider him a good friend, so it hurts that he would just straight up block me. But I understand I am not part of his relationship, and blocking me feels like a pretty clear signal that he doesn't want me to contact him. Thanks for your help. Okay. Blocking. Um... Okay, so we've got sort of like block it, block it like it's hot kind of vibe. <laughs> block it like it was hot. Uh, block it like it was hot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> block. It's one of our Perfect. most wordy. Block it like it was hot. Yeah, block it like it was hot. <laughs> this one can't be title of it, but if it was, it would it would be like the source of. I feel like it would intrigue people, but I don't yeah. want it to be the title of no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, but I'd I certainly think, be like, what's going on there? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Can't wait to get to this one. Um, I think there is a lot of assumptions in this email, and there's not a lot of concrete evidence to back up her assumptions. And so all we know is he blocked you, which is a pretty big thing to do to someone in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Like blocking someone is pretty serious, I would say. Um, and so I am... on. Uh, I think that no matter what, it is a sign that at least right now, he is not interested in talking to you. And yes. you just got to let it go. Do not push past the block, I think. Also, because like, I think that the 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 main thing for me was the thing of like, it seemed to be okay within the rules of the really open relationship, but didn't ask. And like, that's okay. Like you like, but... It, it seems like maybe something might have happened and you won't know because you've been blocked and 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 knowing won't necessarily change anything. That's what no. I think is driving. Her. And I would drive me crazy too. trust me, block it like it was hot. I completely <laughs> understand where you're coming from with this email. It would this would drive me fucking nuts. This yes. would drive me fucking nuts. And like, I get that. But. Ultimately, like knowing if it was because it broke a rule of his open relationship or knowing if it maybe he was in love with you and he blocked you out of self-preservation. Maybe he was catching feelings and he blocked you out of self-preservation. Did you think about that? Maybe that'll help you sleep easier. Inconsiderate to because you're friends with this person. It it, it does suck that they didn't give you the benefit of like a a sentence or two explaining why this was happening before it happened. Um, It's, it's not fair that this person left you to wonder, but it is an incredibly clear signal and it doesn't mean anything other than like leave this person alone. Can I say though, really quickly about Mm -hmm. this, 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 something similar happened to me. I was dating somebody and it's actually, you were a part of this story because we were filming um, that movie together and I was dating this guy and I remember being on a break with you and being like, oh, I want to show you the guy I'm dating. And I tried to pull up his Instagram and he had blocked me and I did not, I, it was, I was completely blindsided by it. And weeks and weeks later, he texted me and he was like, I'm sorry, I blocked you. Um, somebody told me that you said X, Y, Z thing about me and I didn't realize. And then they confessed that they were lying later. And so I'm sorry that I blocked you. So maybe this very, like... I say just sit on this for a while because mm-hmm. normally because the ball is in his court and it sucks that he has all the power here. But I bet I bet you that eventually, maybe when the world is back to normal and you run into each other at a party or something like that, he and then afterwards that night, he unblocks you and tells you what happened. I bet yeah. you will find out. I bet he will tell you. I just think right now he needs some time for whatever reason. And that's all you can do. It's infuriating, but. It, it's not fun to be the person who's trying to push past the block. It's Mm-mm. not like, I don't think there are a lot of scenarios where you leave that interaction feeling better, even if you gain access to this person yep. through whatever channels you do. I just don't think. Yeah, because you could you always find him on Twitter or you could email him. Or get you friends to reach out, email. like mutual friends. Like there, there are so Actually, many ways. I, I do kind of like that idea. 
email? Like, no, is getting enlisting one of the mutual friends to be like, hey, I heard you blocked Lisa. Why did you block Lisa? That's a perfectly reasonable question, actually. Yeah. If you've got like a great mutual friend who's more on your side than his side, pop off. That's the only way I would push past the block. Yes. Anything else will you will be raked through the coals. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah it's the only thing, the only reason that could be messy is because like how how open are they about their open relationship and how open do you want to be about sleeping with this guy? That's difficult. I feel but like if, if it's someone who already knows about everything or at yeah. least most of it, then do it. But I yeah, I agree like if they don't already know the information that you provided us in the email or like a a significant portion of it, then not worth it. Then it's you're creating more problems. Yeah, because then they're going to come to them and be like, so first of all, I know that you're in an open relationship. Also, I know that you slept with this person. So why did you block them? (laughs) How did that go? Did you end up blocking my social media? And if so, why? (laughs) You don't actually enlist me. (laughs) Enlist me, Get her, Get her to record a cameo, okay? (laughs) Asking the question. One of my favorite things. All right. We've got one last email, a little extra for you guys this week. And I think it's a sweet one. And it's um, another dog related one, actually. So Epic. Okay, I'll yeah. read. Yeah. Hello, kitchen managers, return Joel and hot producer Chelsea. So and Chelsea in this situation has no role yeah. in the restaurant. Still a producer. <laughs> Still just a producer. But a hot producer. Yeah. So my roommate's dog is having to undergo some medical procedures that my roommate is struggling to pay for. I'm in a stable financial situation and want to be able to help so their dog can get better and so that my roommate will not have to worry so much. It would not be a big deal for me to pitch in at all. I love my roommate and I love this dog, so I want to be able to help. But I know that my roommate would not accept money from me. It's perfectly understandable why that might make them feel uncomfortable, even though it would really be my pleasure to help. I also suggested setting up a GoFundMe campaign, but they refused to do that. And I get it. And asking for help in that way is hard and vulnerable and can feel weird. But I still want to help. Is there any way that I can sneak them money without them realizing it's for me? Or can I give them money in a way that feels earned and doesn't feel like it's a handout? Or should I just stay out of it and continue to watch them struggle? Help. P.S. I'm a bisexual woman, if you must know. And you really must know. It's true. It's true. I must know. (laughs) Okay. Um, We got another dog. Lots of dogs this week, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. She's back, baby. <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. Um, so I actually think there's one suggestion here that, that your roommate still might not be amenable to, but I think is pretty clear to me. And I've done this for my friends who are in, who are uncomfortable taking money from me. Um, it's a loan. Just phrase it as a loan. Just say like, Hey, pay me back X amount of money every week, every month, you know, and there's no interest on this, but like it's the dog is life is hanging in the balance. So either she's going to do this or she's not as financially unstable as you assume she is. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Yeah, I think um, definitely like I think I think, you know, avoiding the like doing giving the money in the way it feels earned. I think that will that will feel probably like it'll still feel like charity, even if you're like, you can paint my my mailbox or whatever. <laughs> like it will still feel like I don't think it will like reverse the feelings that this person is mm-hmm. having. Maybe. But like, you know, if they if they're like an amazing painter or something, <laughs> you could be like paint me my of my childhood home or whatever yeah but but it sounds like that based on what you told us about this person it will pro- they will probably not be super into that either i think you could also i mean maybe someone else could set up the gofundme for them like if you have a mutual friend you could like loop them in on this situation just so you're not the one directly doing it and you can still contribute anonymously um is like a sort of roundabout way to do it but you can also just venmo them the money and see what they do yeah, that's. I, I mean, I know. I I think I suggested this literally last week, but um, but definitely like see what they do if they have the money. You know, it's it's one thing to refuse the money in abstract. It's another to have the money to save your dog's life and then to not take it. Yeah, at the end of the day, like I un- I understand not wanting to feel like you're in debt uh, to 
a friend or someone that you live with. But I think just making it incredibly clear that like either either that you're like laying out the loan and the schedule of the loan together or that like you under no circumstances want the money back. And, you know, it's like at a certain point, like they have to save their dog. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't know. Unless you have someone else outside of your group setting up that GoFundMe, it will be hard to sneak the money, yeah. uh, I think. You can also find other ways to, like, save the money. Like, buy them dinner, you know? post Pay for the Postmates one night, you know? Oh, yeah. Pay, pay, for, pay the entire utilities bill before she can get to it. Pay her rent before she can get to it, you know? Something, you know? There's, there's like, ways you can sort of... Um, pay for this without paying for it directly and just saving her money in other areas that she might notice less. I mean, obviously paying for her rent, she'd notice, but like, you know, things like that, things yeah. like little dinners and stuff like that might, you know, help alleviate some of the pain. Cause it sounds like she's not desperate yet. So maybe she does have the money and maybe she's just going to be uncomfortable for a while. And all you can do is help alleviate some of that discomfort by buying her dinner every once in a while. Yeah, that's great. That's a, that's a nice sneaky way. Yeah. But it's really sweet that you want to do this. Mm-hmm. And you're a hero, Dr. Doolittle. Ultimately, Dr. Doolittle, your roommate, will really appreciate it um, in whatever form that your help takes shape. Um, All right. Wow. All right. That's good it. luck. Send us a picture of the dog. Please, please, everyone. <laughs> I'm always everyone. asking for pictures, and I'm not getting the pictures that I want. I want the pictures of the babies. <laughs> I want the I want the picture of the green M M&M. and M. I want the picture of the dogs. No one's sending me the pictures. No pictures and <laughs> ending up in our inbox. And trust me, we will see it. We might not respond to it, but we will see it. Um, <laughs> we might get overwhelmed, but <laughs> we are seeing it. We are sending yeah, each other we screenshots. We're loving it. <laughs> we love it. Yeah, lots of screenshots being sent. Um, and that's the episode. Guys, guys, that's the episode. We did it. That's the whole episode. Can you believe it? Yeah, it can't. Honestly, I can't because we did six. We did six problems in record time. I would say, for us, yeah, that's a miracle. Yeah, Uh, this is pretty crazy. How good? Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, July. Thank you, everybody at Earwolf. Thank you for listening. If you would like to have your voice heard on the podcast please email at urgent wow (laughs) urgent care pod at gmail.com or you can call us at i actually don't remember this week wow Um, wait three two three 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 four zero three seven one seven one yes Okay. okay, you came in at the last moment and got the last two digits. I know, babe. but I'm really, really, really tired and fried, and I got four numbers, and that yeah. is actually more okay. than I thought that I could do. So, okay. congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, and Mitra, you forgot one thing in our Thank wrap you, up. Joel. Yep, that's it. But I was that's saving that for the end. I was oh, saving okay, that for okay, the okay. end. Okay. I like ending on that. It feels good to end on It does that. feel good to end on that. And I want to say to you, look me in the eyes. <laughs> right when you did that something moved on your screen and it really felt like you <laughs> activated it <laughs> magic <laughs> thanks for listening everybody bye bye bye